and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about Girl Waits with Gun by Amy Stewart, which is a historical fiction novel based on a true story with fictionalization put into it about the first female deputy sheriff in the United States named Constance Cop and the story of what happened that led up to her being um, asked to basically get take that position on. So it follows her and her sisters after they get into a car slash buggy crash and their quest to get the money to fix it and the disgusting bad man who they are up against who then harasses them for over a year or a year. I'm not really sure. I can't remember the exact timeline. So if you heard the last episode, which if you did not check out my love hypothesis episode, what are you doing with your life? You need to go listen to it because I was hilarious and it was a great book. So go go check that out and then come back and listen to this one. But anyways, so this is the last of the three books that my aunt gave me during our book swap we did back at the end of July. The other two were The Other Westmore and Hillbilly, El- Hillbilly Elegy, which were both read in uh, there were episodes I did in August which were kind of fun and very different for me because I don't typically read memoirs. So this was a historical fiction one and it was a time I ended up reading it I want to say fairly quickly and that I read almost 200 of the 400 page book in one day when I was on the beach and uh, so this is not a beach read book but I brought it because I hadn't started it, started it yet and I only had 60 pages left in the love hypothesis and I wasn't about to bring two books. I did not have that sort of room, but I did enjoy this book. It was quite good, very interesting. I recently learned that it's the first in a series. I honestly would maybe pick up the other books in the series. I would not pay money for them, but I think the library has them. So I would go to the library and check them out. I gotta see if my aunt knows that slash has read the other ones because I'm interested to see how one of the storylines is developed further. And so I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. So I think without further ado, we're going to get into the plot summary. Obviously, I have to provide my spoiler warning that if you don't want Girl Waits with Gun by Amy Stewart to be spoiled spoiled for you by me, then stop here. Go read the book. If you like historical fiction, I would recommend it. If you're not a huge historical fiction person, then I would say this is probably not the book for you to start with. However, it was interesting. I did enjoy it and I am glad I read it. So there's my opinion on that. I would recommend it in general to people who like historical fiction or if you're like my aunt, like stories about strong women because Constance is a pretty strong lady. Although I do have some interesting notes about her that I will talk about later on in the discussion section. So that's the spoiler warning. I'm going to tell you the whole plot now. So if you don't want that, don't listen. Skip ahead 15 minutes or maybe only 10. We'll see if I can make it short and concise. I don't know. Let's do it. So like I said, this story follows Constance and her sisters. They, at the beginning of the book, are going into town for whatever reason. And it's the ni- it, the book starts in 1914 and it ends in 1915. And so, like, this is the time where automobiles are just first starting to, like, be a thing and people have them. So the sisters have a buggy, you know, and they have a horse and whatever. So they're riding on that and a car hits them and flips the thing over. Their youngest sister, Florette, 
is like caught in there. Constance and Norma, who's the other sister, have like some injuries, but are okay. And Constance demands the name of the person who hit them. And his name is Henry Kaufman. And he owns a silk dyeing factory in the town over. And so she's like, you owe us. And this man is clearly seedy. He's running around with some bad eggs. And so they go out and then the next day their brother Francis shows up and he's married and lives in town. And the three sisters live on a farm kind of far out. Their mother has recently died in the past year. So he's trying to convince them to come and move in with him and his wife and his children, but they like their life on the farm. They have no desire to do that. Constance is 35. Norma is probably like 30 something, like younger than Constance. And Flora is 16 at the beginning of the book. So there's a pretty large age gap. And at the beginning of the book, it's hinted that they used to live in New York City. And so the, but now they live in like New Jersey after some sort of incident, some sort of scandalous thing happened, but we don't know what it is. And you don't really find out what's going on until about 150 pages into the book when flashbacks start happening that are hinting at to what this was about, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So Constance writes a letter and tries to deliver it to Henry Kaufman. And he is like, no, I'm not going to pay you. So she decides to pay him a visit and meets the sister. And he again is like, no. And she roughs him up a little bit because she's a tall lady. She's imposing. Like she's extremely tall for women in that day and age and just in general. And so like, I don't know if he tries to knock her about or what, but she ends up like pushing him against a wall and embarrassing him in front of all his friends. On her way out, she ends up meeting this silk dyeing lady named Lucy and they have a short conversation. She ends up seeing Lucy in town another day and Lucy says like, basically it comes out that Lucy had a son with Kaufman who then during the, there was some strikes that happened the year before and this is historically a true fact. A lot of women had to send their children into the city to live with others during the strikes because they didn't have any money to feed them. Now, almost all the children came back, but Lucy's son didn't, and she's convinced Kaufman had something to do with it, and she thought that Constance was also pregnant by Kaufman, but no, she's just trying to get the money. And so after that, proceeds a whole lot of harassment by Kaufman and co. They basically start throwing rocks through the windows with threatening letters, they're running by, and they are really threatening Florette and to basically kidnap her and sell her into what they call white slavery, which is basically the sex trade. They're going to sell her to become a sex worker, basically. So that is disgusting and awful. So Constance decides to go to the cops and she ends up meeting Sheriff Heath and he ends up starting to put like people on, um, basically deputies are now around the farm, like looking out for Kaufman and whatever and the threatening notes. And he also ends up teaching Constance and Norma how to shoot a gun. Later, Florette also learns this is so that they can protect themselves because they, people like Coffin will leave them alone for a few months and then continue to come back. And so the basic premise of the stories that's going on, they end up suing him and they get the $50 fine. And then, but it still keeps coming. He still is harassing them. One day they decide to go to the shore for Florette's birthday. They come back and the, they had just been in their house and they were going to set it on fire, but they luckily got back before they could pour the kerosene on it and really set the house afire. Some interesting side notes while we're here in the middle is that Norma, her main love is pigeons and she's been teaching her pigeons to 
deliver mail. And so she'll cut out the headlines of newspaper articles and then have the pigeons deliver that. Florette is 16 slash 17 and she is a really good seamstress. She really is good at sewing and is very inventive. And the whole time she's treating the thing with Kaufman as an adventure. Constance is uh, interesting. And by interesting, I mean boring. And that is something I will talk about in a moment. You would think that the first female deputy sheriff would be interesting, but she was just kind of generic. She does do a lot of interesting things in that she goes into the city and she tries to find Lucy Blake's missing son and she's like doing investigating and trying. Then Lucy ends up disappearing and her house was set on fire. And so all of this, whatever. And so the backstory that I hinted at, the flashbacks, is that you find out that Florette is actually Constance's daughter, not sister. So when Constance was 17, a traveling seam, a traveling um, sewing machine salesman came by and was like, basically they start an affair and she ends up pregnant and she runs away and goes into like a house for like girls in that condition. She gives birth and she's supposed to give the baby away but Norma and Francis, the brother, like start this campaign to find her and they find her right after she gives birth. And they say that their mother has agreed to pretend that Flora is her child. And that's why they moved to New Jersey. So it was very interesting. That was the backstory. And when that started, when we started to get that story, I was way more invested in this book because I was very curious as to if Flora was going to find out during this book. Spoiler alert, she doesn't. But I was very intrigued by it. So then basically what ends up happening is they bring in a handwriting analyst and Constance also goes out and because they write a note that's like, you need to give us $1,000, otherwise we're going to kidnap Florette. So they put Constance out in the street, but nobody ends up showing up. And then they're trying to do a case against him because Kaufman ends up mailing one of his threatening letters so they could potentially get him on improper use of the mail federal charge for that. And then Constance gets a letter from a George Ewing about like knowing this plot to kidnap Florette and she goes to meet him. He tries to kidnap her, but like she gets away and the police come and they arrest him and he confesses for all of Kaufman's crimes. They end up convincing him not to by saying he can stay in the better prison. And uh, then there is a trial they end up finding Lucy Blake's son the sister Kaufman's sister had given him up for adoption basically put him in a church and but he didn't get adopted blah 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 there's a trial Kaufman ends up being found guilty and then at near the end of the book it's like are they don't have the money really to keep the farm right so and none of them have jobs how are they going to support each other so Constance is trying to figure out what to do and then the sheriff offers her a job as a deputy sheriff. And so that's how Constance Cop becomes the first female deputy sheriff in the United States, which is pretty cool, pretty exciting. And that is the general plot of this book. So what do I want to start out with? I think I'm going to start out with the true story aspects so you can know what's true and what was made up. The general, like, goings-on of this book were pretty much what happened so that yes they did get hit by a car yes there was the fine of fifty dollars and the trial there was the threatening notes 
things like that were true. Everything with Lucy Blake and her missing son was not true. I skipped over a lot of that in my summary because it's not really, I don't want to say it's not relevant because it was an important part of the book, but I have noticed I'm not going to talk about any of that and it wasn't true, so whatever. Florette was actually Constance's daughter and the mother like put, passed her off as her own daughter for at some point. It eventually comes out at some point that Florette learns that she's actually Constance's daughter. However, not sure when that happens. A lot of the um, notes and the trial goings and things like that are actually from historical sources. There's a whole note at the back of the book about all of that. So, um, I don't know. So, that's kind of interesting that it was true for the most part. Obviously, she like took the facts and then created a story out of it. So, it's a bit more fanciful than what probably happened. But nonetheless, it was interesting and it was fun. And it's cool to see, like, again, I talked about this a little bit, like, when I did my Sisters in Arms episode that, like, most historical fiction is really focusing on World War II. And that book was interesting because it was about black women during World War II. This book's kind of fun because it's about the first female deputy sheriff in the United States. I feel like I've said that, like, eight times now. And so that's fun because, first of all, who knew this was her? This is, like, the only, like... There's not other media or books or things written written about Constance Cop, so it's kind of interesting that this is, like, really the only source if you're interested in that, so that's fun. Like, 1914, that's an interesting time period as well, and so, like, it, it was fun. It was, like, a good time, whatever. Um, Going along with the true story aspects, I want to talk a little bit about Florette and the past storyline. So, we know that the general arching facts of what was going on there are true. Now, um, I'm pretty sure Stuart made up the whole thing about her going to, like, the woman's house and then her sister finding her and whatever. However, like, the general idea behind that was true. So, that was honestly very interesting. I really was, like, intrigued. Like, every time a past, like, chapter came up, I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, blah, 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 blah. And so, what I'm curious about is, like, there's not, like, on Constance Cop's very short Wikipedia page that I looked at today, there's not very much information about, like, how Florette found out, like, when she found out, like, things like that. And that's what I'm curious about, which is why I talked a little bit about how this is now a series and there's other books. So, I would be interested to see if it comes out at some point that, Constance and Florette are mother and daughter instead of sisters. I would be very, very much intrigued by that. I also was curious, I had wanted to know if any of them ever married. The way that this book was written, it sounds like Constance and Norma were not getting married, but Florette's only 17 and I think she was generally interested in men, so I think she would probably get married. However, I don't know. Also, what would be interesting to see in the future books is how much of this is now, like, fake. And also, I was reading that Constance was only a deputy for maybe one or two years because the sheriff I mentioned earlier, Sheriff Heath, was not super popular. And that was because he really was into prison reform and things like that, basically making it not just a disgusting cell and, like, barely feeding them and not letting them bathe and things like that, which is why the... George Ewing guy wanted to be in his jail because it was like not a cesspool and disgusting like the other state jails. 
However, he ends up losing the election because people don't like that they're paying money for that, like whatever, whatever, whatever. He was generally not a very popular sheriff. I do want to talk about this sheriff though more in a little bit. So he ends up losing the election in 1916 and the new sheriff is like, I don't want some woman working for me and fires her. And there was like some sort of case where she was trying to say like, like legal case, but she ends up losing it. So it's kind of sad that she was only got to be a deputy for like one to two years. And then I'm curious as to what her life was like after that. Like, did they have to sell the farm? Did she find something else? Maybe she became a private investigator. I don't really know, but I want to know. And that's why the other books sound interesting. Although there's, it, so far I saw there was four books. It's the fourth one that's about the election. So I don't know if I would find that out anytime soon. I'd have to do my own Google research to learn all of that. But pretty generally interesting stuff. I do now want to talk about the sheriff since I hinted at him in a section that I'm going to call Were There Romantic Undertones or Am I Just a Romantic? I think I might have to implement this as a series regular, not in every episode because clearly in a romance there's going to be romance and I'm not just being romantic. However, I feel like there's been many times during this history of this podcast where I've been like, I don't know, I just got romantic vibes between these characters. And in this book, there was no real romance. However, however, they were intense, intense romantic vibes going on between Constance and the sheriff. And the sheriff is married. He has some children, but his wife clearly does not like him and he does not like his wife because there's this whole backstory where Constance ends up meeting the wife and she is a harried woman, which, like, she is not, they live in the prison, which she does not like. Her husband is out at all hours of day, and every time Constance is like, how does your wife feel about this? He's always like, my wife knew what it was like to marry the sheriff. It's like, that is not, that is, that tells me your wife hates this, and she hates you, and she hates her life, which I felt honestly really bad for Mrs. Heath, because the sheriff was, like, never home, And I was getting romantic undertones between him and Constance because they kept, like, being alone. And he never did, like, anything, like, sus. However, they were, like, in a, like, a little alcove together. Okay, this is a period of peace. A woman and a man in an alcove, intensely sexual, okay? Intensely sexual. I've said what I said. And I believe it. I believe it. But, like, I don't know. It was interesting in that, like, nothing romantic happened, but I just got all of these weird undertones that, like, it would. And I was like, okay, so maybe the sheriff's wife's going to die, and then they're going to get together in a future book or something. I don't know. But, like, it was weird. Like, it wasn't weird in a way that made me uncomfortable, but I was like, am I, like, just, like, reading into this because I'm a romantic or are there actual romantic undertones that are going on? So if you have read this book, I'm very curious to see what your opinion is. Please let me know if I'm crazy or if I'm like actually justified in my opinion and my feeling about that because I'm very conflicted. I can't decide. Like it was very much I thought there's got to be something like nothing's going on, but like in their heads is something going on. I don't know. I can't decide However, I feel like they were there. I feel like they were there, everybody. I don't know what else to say about that. 
Next, a little shorter thing I want to talk about is Norma and her pigeons. So Norma was a very interesting character in that you kind of had, there's three sisters and they kind of all personified like a different thing. Florette was like young, obviously, and she was so into this adventure and whatever. And Norma was very much like, I love my farm. I love my pigeons. And we do not need to engage with Kaufman. Like, Norma thought that they should not have asked him for money. They should not have gotten involved. Let's just leave them alone. I don't care. I don't want to, like, do all this stuff. Don't talk to the reporters. Don't do this. Don't do that. Obviously, Constance went around her and did whatever the heck she wanted. And Norma was like, oh, my God. Another brick through the window. Constance, what the heck? I told you we need to stop doing this. But... So it's not that Norma's unadventurous, but it's like explained that she's very much set in her ways, which is why I'm pretty sure she never marries because she's what I liked about Norma though. Like the other stuff was like, okay, cool, whatever. But I loved her obsession with her pigeons. Her whole thing was that she likes to train pigeons and to like deliver messages, but they're only ever delivering the messages she sent to themselves at home. She's not doing like, carrier pigeons she's not sending them to somewhere else to deliver messages to like even the brother and then for him to write back no what she does is she sits down at the table she reads the newspaper she clips out the headings which is this is going to relate to the title of the book and she likes to clip out headings like um younger sister kidnapped or like foolish girl falls in well or something like that basically to like make fun of florette or whatever and she clips them out rolls them up, ties them to her pigeons, rides their horse a few miles away, releases her pigeons, and times that to see how long it takes the pigeons to come home. And she does that every single day. And I don't know what about it I loved. And like, I'm literally like, I don't even know, like cracking up, like, I don't know what it is. But like, I was just like, yeah, Norma, you and your pigeons, like, that's just it. That's like, like, if you ask me to identify them, with a word, Norma would be pigeon. Florette would be um, fashion, because she's always got these crazy fashions going on. And Constance would be low-key invisible, even though the whole thing is that it's impossible to miss Constance. Near the end of the book, she tries to become like a like undercover detective in a department store, but they're like, we can't hire you. You're too imposing. Like, we need somebody who looks, like, generic and boring. And she's too tall and imposing and strong and whatever. Which are fun. But it's... That, I think, is interesting in that she doesn't give off those vibes in her narration. So this is actually a first-person narration. So she's... Na- Constance is narrating the whole story. However, however, you forget that she even exists which sounds so weird. Like, I'm going to explain this, but first, to go back to the title thing, basically, the title of this book is Girl Waits with Gun, and that is also the title of one of the newspaper articles that was about what was going on, and that was actually, like, a real, I'm pretty sure that was one of the real headlines. I think all of the headlines were actually real that Stuart used. Like, she did some intense historical work, which is really cool, and I liked that a lot. But anyways, once you figure out what Norma does with her pigeons, it's pretty clear that Girl Waits with Gun is a newspaper article title. And that's why it's the title of the book. And the whole thing is that Constance and also Norma are waiting around with their guns. And Constance actually does fire shots at one point 
at an intruder who fires also a bullet at them in the house. So some crazy stuff. But anyways, back to Constance. So I'm talking about these cool things that she does. She's like meeting these men. She's going on, not necessarily undercover, although she does at one point when she has to take photographs. I didn't really mention that because it's not that relevant. She's, you know, shooting a gun. Like she's doing things. However, Constance really faded into the background of her own story, which is so sad to say. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one in the entire world that felt this way because I did no research into, like, the general reception of this book. It's from 2015, so it's not that old, but it's not a new book by any means. And I just felt that Constance wasn't memorable. Like, I literally forgot her name all the time. I was just, like, the main character in my head, like, not Miss Cop, like, whatever. And I think part of that could be that it's the olden days, and so you refer to women and men by their, you would say, Miss Cop, Mr. Heath, like, whatever. You wouldn't just be, like, Constance. I don't even know what the sheriff's first name is, like, Bill, whatever. You wouldn't just, like, call them by their first name because that's intimate and rude. And, excuse me, they are too classy for that. However... She really did, Dawn did fade into the background. And, like, I don't know how that happens when the narrator is the, the character and all the actions are her actions and she actually has an interesting story of what's going on. But she really just, like, faded. She really, truly did. And I don't know, like, like I'm, I just feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. I don't know how it happened. I'm not sure what led to that. What about it felt that way to me? But, like, it's not the end. Then, like, this is not to say that I found her necessarily to be boring. Because she's clearly not a boring lady. She's very interesting in that she's doing these different things. Like, they live an, an interesting life at the farm, whatever. Like, the you know, she's got her whole backstory with Florette and, like, all of that that happened, but, like, I don't know. Because, like, you would think, I think I'm just, like, modern media has, like, biased me and that I think that a book about the first female sheriff, deputy sheriff in the United States, should not necessarily be more action-packed, but that she should be more memorable than she is. Which I feel bad saying. Because like I said, I don't think she's a boring lady. It's not like she didn't do anything. And it's like I was able to recount what she did and things like that. But like what was her personality? Norma, I told you, pigeons. Florette, fashion. And Florette, the whole thing with her is also that she like found the whole thing to be an adventure. And she was very like imaginative and fanciful and like all this different stuff like Florette truly was probably my favorite character she was really like the character that came off the pages of the book you really just knew who she was you could imagine her and what she was doing and how like kind of kooky she is in like a fun charming young way but like also very naive for sure I also liked Norma and her pigeons like that was interesting but Constance, what did Constance have? I guess she had a gun, but even then, you know, I don't know. And so, like, I just feel like the titul titular character, I hate when people say that, I feel like the main character should be more memorable than Constance was in this book, which I feel bad about saying. I hope 
that doesn't upset my aunt because I'm sure she'll listen to this episode because she likes to listen to the ones of books that she's read. And then she did call me after she finished the Sisters in Arms book and we chat and she listened to the episode and we chatted a little bit. So that was kind of fun. So maybe we'll do that again after this. But I hope I'm not offending you. Um, it's not that I didn't like this book. I actually did. And like I said, I would like consider picking up the other ones from the library because I'm kind of interested as to where it goes next and things like that. But Constance, you got to give me a little bit more, girl. I know you're an interesting lady. You did some cool stuff, but give me a little bit more, okay? Let's not fade into the background of our literal own story, okay? That's not going to work for me. Um, And with that, this feels like a short episode, and that might just be because I talked for a really long time in the previous episode that I recorded right before this, but I, I really did touch on everything I wanted to. So I think I'm going to wrap it up and head to the ow, grocery store. I keep hitting my elbows on things as I record here today. So yeah, let me roll into my end section, which you should stick around so you can hear what I'm gonna talk about next week. Spoiler alert, it's one of my faves. I wonder if you can guess what it is. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, so let me know what you thought of this episode. If you read this book, let me know your thoughts on the romantic undertones slash am I just romantic and on Constance's character. And if you thought that she faded into the background like I did, or if you thought she was really memorable and like cool and you liked her a lot and whatever. So let me know those things. You can either email me at ireadabookonceblog at gmail.com and tell me your opinions that way. Or you could send me a DM on Instagram at ireadabookonceblog while you're at my Instagram, give it a follow. Um, give it some likes. I'll come and like some stuff on yours if you're not private. And that'll be fun. I'm posting about once every week, mostly just announcing the new episodes. But every once in a while, I post other things too, such as my monthly wrap-ups or new books and things like that. So you should definitely check it out. I'm trying my best to do my best on Instagram because I'm bad at it. But I'm trying and I think I'm getting better. So let me know. Also, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. I'd really appreciate that, and it's going to help other people find the podcast, which would be fabulous. So, without further ado, let me unveil what I'll be reading next week. I'm going to be reading Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore, which, if you don't know, was my favorite book I read in 2019. I have read it twice. And if you've listened to some of the other episodes, you might know this. I did an episode on A Rogue of One's Own, which was the second book in the A League of Extraordinary Women series by Evie Dunmore. And that was actually one of my very first episodes. And it was my first romance I did. And I was so unsure if I was going to post it or not. Because I was like, oh, I don't know if I want people to know that I read romance novels. I have now done so many romance novels. And I'm about to do two in a row. Because after Bringing Down the Duke, I'm going to be reading, oh my god, I'm so excited, Portrait of a Scotsman, which is the third book that was just recently released one or two weeks ago. Well, at the time of this gets posted, three-ish weeks ago. And I'm so excited because it's about Hattie, who I think is darling. I love her. But anyways, I'm going to be reading the first one, which I love. I've read it twice, so this is going to be my third time around. I haven't started it yet. And I'm a little nervous because sometimes... 
when you reread, it's like, yes, this was just even better. And sometimes you think it lost its charm. So I'm nervous, but I'm excited because I love that book so much. So be sure to tune in next week to hear that. I, It'll be an interesting episode for sure because I'm going to be referencing things and whatever. So without further, without further, anyways, that's the end of the episode for today. Thank you for listening. My name is Emma. This was I Read a Book Once, and I'll catch you guys next time.